0: hi i'm scott
1: i'm seth
2: and i'm dustin
0: and this is track walking so professional it's like we were never gone amazing. Um, someday I'm going to stop <laughs> talking about the intro and just kind of let it be what it is. I'm just so proud of myself, and yeah, I'm going to celebrate that. Um So today we're going to talk about Mid-Ohio, Good Life's Midsummer Meet, a uh, three-day event at the historic Mid-Ohio track, one of my personal favorite tracks we go to on the calendar, and uh talk about it but to help us talk about it Seth had the good idea of instead of having two white guys talk about racing uh we're gonna have three white guys talking about racing what's up dustin
2: (laughs) not too much scott how you doing buddy
0: good um so dustin is the owner do you own the car
2: yes i i own the car
0: all right he is the owner and Principal driver of the Black Flag Honda Civic sponsored by Acuity. Did I nail that? Correct.
2: Yep, uh, you nailed it. The Black Flag Motorsports Acuity number twenty-four Honda Civic.
0: Killing it, killing it with the placement, the <laughs> promos. Um, so I've got I've got a lot of fond memories and experiences at Mid Ohio. One of my first wet track, actually my first wet track experience ever was at Mid-Ohio and it rained the entire weekend and not just a little bit, but like a lot of it. And I had the privilege and pleasure of learning to drive at Mid-Ohio in the wet from none other than Tom O'Gorman and it kind of became a little bit of a superpower for a while that um, I only afterwards realized the reputation that Mid-Ohio had for driving in the wet. All I know is I really enjoyed it. It was kind of terrifying, but it was super challenging. And um, met a lot of great people who I still stay in contact with. Um, we also, the first Gridlife Life. GLTC race weekend ever was at mid-Ohio three years ago, which I was there, battling every race for last place and getting lapped in the process every race. Um last year was a bit of a challenge with the mixed conditions we had. That was a bit of a struggle, but still one of my favorite uh tracks. So we we're really pumped to go back. Dustin, how have had you guys been there before? What was your experience?
2: That was my first time at Mid-Ohio. So I came in, it was really just some sim time from iRacing. Uh, but you know how that kind of sort of doesn't really translate on track. So it was kind of a crash course uh, with our practice sessions to get familiar to the track. Elevation changes, you know, entry points, breaking zones, things like that. So it was a good experience. Uh, tricky to learn off the bat, but uh, very rewarding when you somewhat get it right from here uh, you know time to time
0: how did the how did the sim translate to actually being there
2: uh it's it worked really well for like turn five coming over to the crest turn six you know making the right-hander there i felt like i was always kind of late and missing my apex points and that translated in real life so mm-hmm. i kind of picked up on that issue A little sooner than i probably would have would have if i didn't do the sim so it was kind of nice with that sure
0: and seth have has the one lap ever gone on now to Mid ohio
1: not when I've been there. Probably they did like way back in the day, but okay. not nothing in my thing. I've never, I've never set foot on the property. So that's one of the reasons we definitely needed you here, Dustin, because otherwise it's just me talking about uh-huh. things I've watched on TV, which is not my opinions, not super valid.
0: Well, and, yeah. and picking apart everything I do and, uh, knowing, huh. Scott well, that
1: I mean that's that's the problem is because I and I don't want you to take this the wrong way, Scott, but you're not getting a lot of camera time right now. No. Like when I watch the live stream. Oh, we're gonna talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> so I really other than other than being able to say like I watched Scott go like, oh he left the pits, and then I could see your finishing position at the end. That's really I don't actually have a strong opinion of your performance up until the very last race, because I don't know what happened because nobody could see what was going on.
0: That's totally fair. So my, my previous best our previous best at mid Ohio was like a 40.5 last year. Uh, that was before we added any rear arrow that was on a different set of tires driver development, obviously. Um, so we came into it this year, really, really just kind of focusing on us. It's like, I wanted a 39 and I want to drive the car there and home in one piece. Like that, that was the goal. (laughs) And, uh, in practice I did a low 39. And so it was like, well, I guess we need better goals. Um, it was, it was kind of nice. Like we just went out and did it. And so I was like, well, I guess let's try to go faster. (laughs) And so in qualifying, we ended up, I want to say, doing like a mid to high 38. And I was pumped because I was seeing the pole and the leaders be about right around a low 35. And so that basically put us within four seconds of pole which we i don't think we've been within four seconds anywhere so i was pumped when i got out of the car um it was a super long qualifying session so we actually came back to hot pits and just sat for a few minutes tried to go out back out and uh actually was on pace to do quicker than i i had in qualifying but our good friend Brian DeFreeze got in my way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> was it was it a little bit better? Ohio, Mid Ohio's w- should have allowed you guys a bit more room than Gingerman
0: with that many cars. I I think so, um, and I think I've also just gotten better at going out and finding space and kind of playing that game a little bit better. Um, Yeah, Gingerman's coming up in a few weeks. I think that is going to be another challenge. It is Midwest Festival. I can't imagine we're not going to have an at-capacity field. Um, But it is four days, so I think they might give us the uh, whole dual qualifying session thing like we did last time, which would be good.
1: How was your qualifying, Dustin? How'd that uh, work?
2: Yeah, I, I I found space out there. It wasn't really a problem. Uh, I ended up running high thirty nine. I was a bit off for my practice time, unfortunately. Um, so that put me right P thirty for qualifying. But there's more pace in the car than what I set set for qualifying time.
0: Yeah, and that and that was the experience I had, Dustin. Is I got out of the car, set a new personal best. We're within four seconds of the leaders, which again, like, does not happen for us. And I qualified 27th. <laughs> Dustin, why is GLTC so hard?
2: I, I, I wish I had an answer. And it seems to be getting more difficult with every passing event.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah, this,
2: I, I kind of look at it like you. I saw my times, and I was like, eh, see, it's not. I'm not that off. Like I'm not as off as I typically am. So I felt pretty confident, and yeah. I practiced, I think, P20. So I was like, okay, I can work with that. And then bam, P thirty for qualifying. So it was it got tight up there through the front part of the back.
0: Yeah, I'm I mean, usually, you know, if we're within even four and a half seconds, five seconds, like we're high teens, low twenties. Um, so to be that much closer to the front and be that much farther back in the starting grid was like we orders of magnitude, GLTC all of a sudden stepped up their game. Now a lot of our front runners are from the area; they do have a lot of Mid Ohio practice under their belts. But the top eight were within a second of pole.
2: I'll go even further than that. It was the top ten. Cattile was a thirty-five zero. Yeah. Uh, Scott McGee was a thirty-five nine. That's that's a top ten by. But- nine tenths
0: of a second yeah and speaking of like mcgee other races we've gone to i've been quicker than him and i know they're from the area which is clearly paid dividends but my god like i was we were thoroughly in the not even mid mid pack we were like in towards like in the 60th percentile range or 40th whichever whichever one's worse
2: yeah, I, just coming from you know Audubon, I finished a race in 13th in that, yeah. at that event. So I came into mid Ohio feeling confident-ish, and then got quickly put in my place.
0: Yeah, how that work? How that confidence work out for <laughs>
2: <laughs> you? Yeah, it, it was short-lived, and yeah. uh, I was quickly humbled, which I've noticed this GLTC field will do fairly. Yeah, uh, efficiently it'll it'll humble you quickly
0: that's well, crazy i you know every once in a while i'll listen to some time attack or look around at some time attacks um lap times and stuff and like uh mid 38 is pretty quick for street uh or for club tr and stuff like that like but man glcc that just you're like a footnote on the live stream as Seth pointed out.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That that's kind of been my goal for the season is just being that top eighteen to be like in the ticker area and being close to being on camera. I hear you. So Yeah.
0: yeah. Not this weekend.
2: <laughs> Not this weekend. No, nope. Nineteenth is my best finish shows, race one.
0: Okay. Nice. Um yeah, race one. I think I went a little bit quicker, um, or did, no, that was later in the day. I think we were hovering right about where we had qualified at, best lap time, um, because race two is gridded by race one's fast lap time, so usually that doesn't benefit me. I usually have a decent start and can climb up a little bit, but then by the time all the fast laps come in, I get... And which is exactly what happened. I got bumped back to I think twenty seventh or twenty eighth, basically right where I started. Even though I f- think I finished twenty second or something like that.
1: How'd you? So can it? I? Well, I can move you, you up. Yeah, go ahead. I just wanted to, that's as you were talking about moving up and Scott moving up, and so that's one of the reasons I really wanted somebody else on here and to have Scott because we don't. I don't have a good idea of what the racing is like past maybe P10 because it's not on screen. And and in all fairness, the guys who are racing in the top five positions are uh, racing with a slightly different style than I think I see farther back in the pack. Mm. Otherwise Adam would be super mad at you guys. Mm. If you were racing like that for, P twenty five particular style. That's that's a
0: way of saying it.
1: We could talk about that, but yeah. I wanted to ask you. So so Dustin moved up eleven places in race one. Is that yeah? I, yeah I started
2: thirtieth and finished nineteenth. Yeah, you know, there's that big incident with uh, a few cars that helped, but it was kind of working traffic early, like first couple laps, really helped set that race into a good spot for me
0: yeah and i remember you got by me pretty early um in the back section the s's i got stuck behind uh, one of our other mutual friends colton wade and yep. uh he was definitely in the slow lane and <laughs> i was just watching car after car go by me and it's like i couldn't go anywhere it's like damn it
2: yeah i i noticed in that race if you started on the lane driver's right so you've been inside for turn yep four yep. going into china beach you were gonna get hung out in turn five That's tough yeah and it seemed like seemed like cars piled up on the outside line that's how i made a lot of progress in race one as i was outside driver left on the on the start and yeah i just patiently worked up that line and, and made some hay right there
0: yeah i also got a lot of flack um and Definitely from the outside point of view, I I see why is I went off track during the formation lap coming out of turn. Yeah, you
1: did. What did you do?
0: Well, there was a misunderstanding with uh, grid positions and orders, and I was attempting to uh, take my position and the position was not being given. (laughs) Um, so I had to go for off to avoid, uh, contact. And then instead of crossing over, um, and trying to occupy that space, which by this point we were about halfway to the keyhole, um, turn two by then I just stayed where I was. So I lost two positions, uh, before I started. So I actually started in P29, uh, versus P27. So that was frustrating, a bit of a bummer, but, um, you know, things like that happen. And, you know, we just tried to do the best with what we had. Yup. So it was
1: it was exciting to watch anyway. It was like, yeah. Dust, Scott. That was one of the times I saw you on TV, by the yeah. way. it was like, Scott is off on the formation lap. Yeah. Creative. Yeah. <laughs> it was an like, excellent photo opportunity. Yeah. So you guys both feel like the racing, like the actual racing mid pack is a, is a satisfying experience. Like, because I know Scott has Scott and Brian DeFries and and they've talked about it before. There are times where you, they've both mentioned there was like, cool. I feel like I just did, you know, like a, a six or eight lap, uh, like high speed HPDE because it was sort of me driving and other people driving, but there wasn't really racing going on. And are you guys in a position where you're like legitimately racing and having fun thinking, yeah, this is worth it.
2: Uh, you want to take take first stab at that, Scott?
0: Yeah, I think I think it can be a mixed bag sometimes. Um, in the mid pack, where at the front, the race pace is very close. Uh, we're talking tenths, half a second at most, um, but they can really trade back and forth and kind of find speed in different ways. In the mid-pack, the race pace is tends to be a lot more divergent. So a lot of times you will meet a driver on track and you will either be passed by that driver and never see them again or you will pass that other driver and never see them again. Um, there's There have been incident incidents where I've been able to hang on or – have an extended, uh, battle with somebody like Josh Rubenstein, uh, race one, race two. Um, and yeah, but it really depends on the car, the driver and the track, uh, if we're running similar pace, then yeah, it it actually turns out to be a lot of fun trying to figure out either how to, uh, keep the guy or girl woman behind you or, how to set somebody up to get alongside them and hopefully a pass. Uh, otherwise you just, you pass and then that's it. And you just go about your business.
2: Yeah. I I mean, somewhat similar. I mean, we're, you and I are kind of in the same group. Um, Justin Lee was kind of hanging in there. I think he's a little bit ahead of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, Colton was fine in pace and the BMW, uh, Josh Rubenstein uh, it seemed like we were always somehow like connected in those races at mid-ohio and for me it was a really good battle there wasn't too much time where i was just making last on myself there's typically someone in my mirror or i was trying to set up somebody in front of me so i mean 15 minutes goes by pretty quick when you're yep. racing like that with a bunch of guys or, or just drivers in general
0: mid-ohio did seem to be closer racing in general uh, versus say like Autobahn or even Gingerman last time we were there. Um, by and large, it just seemed to be, you know, people found their their area and there's <laughs> a 10-foot pole rule at that point.
2: Yeah, and my, my car works much differently. or makes speeds much differently than most of the drivers around me because mm-hmm. I'm front-wheel drive. So, you know, Colton, you, Josh, Justin, you're all basically rear-wheel drive MX fives for the most part with the occasional M three. So my car works better in some places maybe than yours. And then yours works better in some places than mine. So it's just trying to attack and then defend at different times.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So race one happened ended under a caution, uh, which was a bummer and kind of a, with the way our race start and the race finish just was super unsatisfying. Um, I remember getting done with that race and just feeling gross. Like it was like, well, let's just scrub that one off my body. I don't, I don't want any part of that next time. So, you know, let's go eat some food, have some adult beverages, and we'll just look forward to race two. See how that goes.
2: Yeah, it was. I had Josh in my mirror. I think you weren't too far behind in yeah. that race came to an end i was like uh i probably saved a couple spots for me but i wasn't pleased that it came to a you know finish on under yellow
0: no no glad matan got his car fixed anyway got back out there so he had a really good weekend yeah he did so race two uh was in the morning uh it much cooler weather so kind of in our minds like if we were gonna set an even better personal best like that that was the race that was going to happen we were i think the first thing out saturday morning and i think we started back again in like p27 p28 something something like that where'd you guys end up for that race start
2: i think i was 26 or 27 somewhere around there i picked up a few spots
0: yeah i remember remember i think i remember seeing you guys out ahead you are also very hard to see around. Like, my car is very small. And it's like, when I'm behind you, I just see trunk.
2: (laughs) Yeah. It's funny. The few times I find myself on the live feed or whatever, my car is a giant. It's huge. Yeah, it's a Civic. It's a Civic Coupe, of all things. And it just looks like a a beast out there.
0: That's what we say every time we see our friend Brian DeFreeze's car, too, with the four-door Civic, even. Like, it just looks like a Suburban uh, next yeah. to all of these tiny, <laughs> tiny Miatas and S2000s and whatnot. No one knows. Yeah, and his
2: car's even bigger. He's got a longer wheelbase because it's a sedan. So yeah, yeah. His, his is really a, a bus out there.
0: Yeah, for sure. So race two, um, race two went well for us. Uh, we, I want to say back down in 2021, somewhere like that, and set a personal best in the process. I think we got down to a 38-1, which for that race was within three seconds of the leaders, which, you know, is, for us, was just monumental. But the fact that we were still P20 and only three seconds off, like, the juxtaposition this that weekend was just hard for me to wrap my head around.
2: Yeah. I, I was on a similar boat. I, I ran my best time in race two it was a 38, nine
0: for the nice. weekend.
2: And I was right behind you. I yep. was P 23 and you're P 22. Yep. And yeah.
0: GLTC is hard. Like that's, if there's any motto for GLTC, it should just be GLTC is hard. It's it's good, but it's hard. It's so hard. <laughs> I
2: agree. It's, 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 it's good because it is difficult. Like you're not going to go out there and well, I mean me personally, I'm not going to go out there and just win races automatically. I think you really got to be on top of your game. You got to really have the car set up properly. And that's, that's one of the most entertaining parts about racing in GLTC.
0: Yeah. I mean, we, we know drivers, good drivers, Smedegaard, uh, McGrew, And they were fighting for top five to eight most races. I think that's and it's that's nutty to me that those two guys who have won races, like been in podium contention like anywhere else, like they're fighting for top five. I mean, it's just and that just gets bigger as you go back in the field.
2: Oh yeah. You think about Andy, didn't he he pretty much ran spring kickoff he was winning races and had had a great event
0: yeah and yeah it's kind of like that here tomo really they've been you know lichty's always right there uh emil's somewhere kind of you know emil's won races and like he's fighting to stay in the top 10 to five range it's just it's
1: nutty nutty yeah
0: So Um, this is a question that
1: I have to ask some point during this. I might as well ask it now since uh, we're here as the pointy end gets like super pointy, which I think it is right now. It it got that, that way real quick. Yeah. Does that, does that make this series less approachable? Uh,
2: I would say, there might be a larger barrier to entry cause you can't come in and have immediate success. I mean, GLTC is very approachable if you just build a car, but how much success, if you're going go to go expect and win races, I don't think that's something you're going to do, but people may see that the competition in the series and either that's going to attract them or that is going to turn them away. Um, hopefully it attracts them. Cause it, I mean, shouldn't shy away from a challenge
0: I think I think what uh, I've seen and what I've heard again from a couple of our friends is even the back of the pack has gotten significantly closer to the front I mean that first weekend again like we were being lapped uh, which I think still happened this weekend but still like the 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 gap between pole and last place is getting smaller and so I think the disparity in builds is getting a lot tighter and people who are coming into the series either have a little bit more driving experience or are prepping the card much closer to the rules. Um, I think the biggest thing if they get there is just to have somebody to race with (laughs) is because I know I have, I know our friends have had races where you're just lapping and that, sucks like it's just not fun that's not why you do wheel to wheel is to have like a frenetic start for half a lap and then like here i am going around a racetrack
2: yeah well there were this mid ohio for instance there were groups of guys that were running 35s there were groups of guys running 36 37s yep. and there were some of us that were you know 38 39 40 so there were like these Chunks of cars and very similar time brackets where lap to lap, I mean, it's all about consistency at that point and, you know, doing your job as a driver. But you should have had some decent amount of people to race with, you know, especially in a track like Mid Ohio.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, race two went pretty well um, for us. Then race three, I think, I don't. One, I didn't record race three, but also I don't, weird things happen that race. And I don't really remember it hardly at all. Dustin, I'm hoping you have a better memory than I do.
2: Uh, I got off to a kind of a funky start. Um, I, missed, I missed shifting into fourth gear right off the green flag drop. Ooh. And it kind of set me back. Um, that's usually my time to, to make some places. I'm on street tires. Same. Uh, so I feel like I come on really quickly and then I need to kind of hold steady for the rest of the race. Um, just kind of fought in that same kind of area. I think we'd kind of all settled out through qualifying and, you know, race two grid of, you know, fastest lap there. I think race three, we were kind of where we were going to be. Yeah. And I, I kind of settled in and fought same, same use, uh, you know, you and Josh and I, Colton was in there, Colton put a lot of heat on me late in that race. Uh, But it was that same group of guys we were racing with.
0: Yeah. He seems to be, Colton seems to be getting more comfortable behind the wheel of that thing. I knew, I knew early in the season, I could kind of, I don't want to say push him around, but it's like, I knew my, my confidence was there where his was not. he's, he's, he's coming around.
2: I I talked to Colton a lot this, this past race event and you could see him beaming like energy and confidence and, I, I could see him. I, I put a maybe three or four second gap on him. And then I watched him reel me in over a four lap period. And at the end of race three, he was on my wing, just giving me everything he could. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, it was noticeable the improvement that Colton made at Mid Ohio. Nice. Yep.
0: Now, something happened at Mid Ohio after race three that, um, for the weather forecast said wasn't going to happen. Oh. Um, And it sky started to get really dark and windy and the temperature started to drop. And we discovered that it was going to rain at some time. Uh, I don't know when for how long and how much, but it was going to rain before the race. And all of a sudden, like, you know, the talks about which tires we were going to use and et cetera, et cetera, started to come out. You know, the trauma from last year at Mid-Ohio started to come out. Um, What now do you guys in the wet? Do you guys go out on your Falcons?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I I just keep the Falcons on. So it eliminates one decision I've got to make Yeah, uh, for, for better or worse just kind of go out in the Falcons, make some air pressure adjustments.
0: Yeah, for sure. Makes it, makes it a lot easier. We, uh, we are between our Falcons and our, uh, continentals, which have a lot more overlap than our, uh, the AR ones that we used last year did. And, you know, we were kind of looking and everybody was going wets because mid Ohio and because of prior experiences there and, you know, we made the decision earlier than we could have to do our Continentals because we figured if it does rain, they're going to be leaps and bounds better than our Falcons. But if it doesn't rain, we're still going like, or if it stops raining early, we're still going to be better off than the people on their H two O's um, because there's still basically some sort of an intermediate higher. So we just went early on with the uh the continentals and very glad we did uh because the rain got heavier and the track definitely got worse uh especially after that restart. But um how the uh how how that how that formation lap go for you?
2: Uh well let's just say that race was doomed before it even got started for me. Uh, I think it was me and a you know several others had major fogging issues on
0: windshield Oh, you
2: did? I made it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, made, made it through half the out, you know, outlap for the pace lap. And immediately I knew I was in trouble. I just could not see. It got so bad. I actually had to undo a belt and then wipe the windshield. And then I knew at that point my race was done. Yeah. I, you
0: you were know, not the I, only I, one who had to at least loosen a belt to uh, be able to see where the hell they were going.
2: Yeah, because I almost ran out. We had, we had come under the front stretch flag stand, made turn one, and I literally almost drove past turn two because I could not see where it was. And people were going off. I couldn't see anything. I couldn't I could even see taillights at that point. So yeah. I, I knew I was, I was going to be bringing it, packing it in for race four.
0: Yeah, I don't know how many cars came in after the first formation lap. I know... Uh, Chris Adams, I believe, spun on the front straight and, um, basically they waved off the green flag because the field was split in half, uh, where the first like seven rows, seven, eight rows, and then nobody. And then the rest of the cars were like another 20 seconds back. So they like one of the smartest decisions that weekend was to not call green and give us another round. And let the cars who are going to come off come off just let everybody get set it was a, that was a that was a few moments
2: <laughs> yeah there's a lot of guys and drivers trying to figure out what exactly they were going to do because that's that's a tough pill to swallow to to get the car set up to go race in the rain and be fully mentally prepared and then something somewhat out of your control happens like your windshield fogs and you got to make that call as a driver all right this is not safe got to bring this thing in that is that is a tough tough thing to do
0: yeah i remember passing smetagard that race and knowing something was up because he has h2o's and it is smetagard and i'm passing him on our 205 continental street tires and (laughs) i talked to him afterwards he's like yeah i i could barely see anything out the front of my windshield so i was just got over and let everyone pass on the straightaways and kind of continue on. It's like, all right. Yeah.
2: I, I think there's going to be several people that kind of make some adjustments on some kind of defa frost or something, something, something for their future events.
0: Yeah. And most of them I thought had, I mean, you've got to encounter something like this at other tracks. Um, and to be honest, like we were even thinking about, um, deleting our heater core and defrost system that we have for next year and after that race and hearing the stories our defrost system is absolutely staying in the car um, because that I'm convinced kept us in that race and um, we had a pretty phenomenal what I feel like it's a pretty phenomenal race that time around. Yeah.
2: And that was what was interesting for me. I had raced in the rain a couple times. Audubon, it was a hurricane. Yep. So that you know, we'd practiced and qualified there. I didn't have any issues. And then last year I raced another series in at Road America, late, you know, kind of fall. Rain. It was a little cooler, but no fogging issues. So this was the first time I had experienced anything like that. And it was, was <laughs> There's there no fixing it. Yeah. No.
0: Yeah, so we basically not not a lot of people stayed on grid for the actual start of the race. All of a sudden I found myself in clear view of the leaders. And um it's like, well, you know, let's we we know that we cannot hold a candle to the H2Os in the wet, but we're pretty good in the wet for what we've got and I can be a little bit wily at mid-Ohio in the wet, so it's like, let's let's see how it goes. Um, you know, not counting Tom, who is an alien and had the tires and the experience at mid-Ohio. I think he was doing 201s. DJ, I think, was doing 203s. I think my best was like a 216, 215, 216. Um, but we finished eighth, uh, which is kind of bonkers to me. Um, A lot of that certainly was due to attrition and whatnot, but that's part of it, I guess. And we're also the highest finisher on street tires, which was Tom last year. Tom was racing on street tires in the wet. And um, I I was pumped. I was very excited with how that race went for us. That'll, that'll be one that I put in the, the memory banks for a dark day.
2: Yeah. yeah. I, I was kind of looking forward to that too. Being a front one drive, you think you have a slight advantage there maybe. So when you have an opportunity like that, you kind of look forward to it. So that was that, that made that race a little more difficult to, to handle for me too. I was like, ah, man, that was a, that was an opportunity to go out there and, You know, be competitive with some people I probably shouldn't have. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Brian Brian got 13th, I think.
0: I want to say got
1: 11th. 11th. Yeah. Yeah. So you should have, I mean, that's, that's, you know, magic front wheel drive rally cross, you know, sending it things that Brian does. But yeah, Yeah. had you been out there playing with the front wheel drive in those conditions? Yeah, you missed an opportunity. Yeah, Yeah. that's
2: all yeah. I gotta say. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I agree. Him and uh, it was Brian and Andy work because he's got what the EG, the orange EG Civic. Yep. Andy yeah. finished tenth, and Brian was still eleventh. Yeah, and and
0: <laughs> um um oh, what was his name? Orange Civic, Andrew. Work. Andy. Yeah. Um, he he was he was coming for me last lap. Uh, out of turn one and down that straight, you know, my car's struggling to find traction out of turn one. And I mean, he is, I've got nothing for him if he keeps this up and it, it's clear he had H2Os. And so I was doing like every mid Ohio trick I knew and trying to, trying to get it. And we came into key hold together and he was on my outside, which on entry is a good place to be. And I kind of knew where to go after that. All of a sudden I look in my rearview mirror and he must've came in a little hot. Cause all of a sudden I saw him in the grass and it was like, well, keep it together, man. I think we might, <laughs> we might, we might be able to keep this, but he was, he was coming. Um, yeah. And then there was the, the yellow because, um, Cattill got, uh, went to the beach and couldn't get out and so they had to drag him out and then um thanks to some amazing spotting from Becky uh I learned of the green flag restart on the front straight I think before anyone else um because I know without that I I wouldn't have thought the restart would have been at that flag station. I would have assumed it would have been on the back straight.
2: Yeah. Cause they, they do the, the, the initial race start on the back straightaway. And then the restarts after, after yellow
0: on the front, Yep.
2: kind of odd for middle. Aisle.
0: Yep. So put that in your memory banks. Uh, that'll be, <laughs> that'll be helpful later. Yeah. Um, but yeah, is, and that, that call I knew coming out of the carousel and that little left-hander to get set up right. And I blew past Ryan, uh, Ryan Kristoff. <laughs> he just, he had no, he did not see it coming. All of a sudden I was blowing by. He said, after the race, he's like, what the hell are you doing, man? And then, and then only after like we got on the back straight, did he realize that we were racing? Yeah, <laughs> 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 do oh. everything you can sometimes.
2: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's that's the advantage you take, right?
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, and then after the race the rain cleared up and we we all got some barbecue and had a good old time. Chad with the buddies. And then we got to do a race that really wasn't much difference from the two of us in that Mm -hmm. it was a street tire experience, two hundred treadwear, no points. GLTC race where almost everybody except for like three or four I'm, I keep learning of more but like four or five people probably still on slicks um, I think Andy was and
2: a couple other I, I, I didn't really catch who was all yeah, on Gary, slicks
0: Gary Wimble uh, okay. Andy I think um, West Penn was on old slicks etc cetera, etc cetera. so there were there were at least four people that i know of um and the nice thing is they said well you get to start wherever you finished uh the wet race race 4 and i'm like sweet i guess we're starting p8 let's go baby <laughs> Ryan and Ryan Kristoff and i went door to door side by side from china beach through fun thunder valley it was great fun <laughs> That car was just rad to race around. It's just such an awesome so, little car. So it sounds so good, so good. Yeah, yeah. How how that uh, how that race go for you?
2: I started because I didn't race race four, so I, I think I grid P twenty three, and it was it was fantastic. It you could kind of feel the gap in speed wasn't so extreme. Yeah, and I would worked up to I think ninth in that race. I mean, obviously there was, it was an exhibition and there was some guys on smaller tires than I was because I'm on, I'm maximized for street tires and my sizing. Yep. So everyone else is on Hoosier sizing. So yeah, that was, that was a fun one was racing with a lot of folks.
0: Yeah, that one, yeah, that one was interesting. We were, we were curious because we're not maxed out on width because nobody makes that. And even if they did, we'd have to do some fender cutting and things. Um, And, yeah, we just weren't quite sure because we certainly know that I'm not the fastest driver out there. And we all know that the car still has development left to do. But it was going to be curious to me to see uh, good drivers up front on street tires and see what their best times were. And, you know, we were within a second and a half. Uh, it wasn't two seconds from the fastest guys on street tires in that race. So that closed up and we weren't running our fastest times the weekend either. Um, so that was that was interesting.
2: Yeah. If Luke was on street tires, he looked like he had the fastest lap. He was a thirty seven four. Yes. So I mean I was a thirty nine three that race. Yeah. So I,
0: yeah, we were in the thirty eight, <laughs> mid to high 38s, like thirty eight seven, thirty eight nine, somewhere in there. Now, granted, Haley, I bro. think I think Luke with some suspension fine tuning and familiarity could certainly drop some time. But that was that was quite interesting and encouraging for me, given the uh, the rules changes that are being discussed for next year.
1: I was just going to ask, did, did as a class, did we learn something by that experience as we sit down all of our students in their desks and say, huh, did we learn something? All it does. That'd
2: be, first. Yeah. I was going to say, uh, it'd be interesting what they were really looking for in terms of their data. And cause it's odd, right. They were all on who was your size street tires. So it, you know, are they going that direction or they just want to see the difference in time from the car just purely off the Hoosiers to the street tires? You know, it's, it's just interesting exactly what they were looking for in terms of the data. I know in terms of me driving the cars, it was, you could tell speed gap are just so much tighter than it was before. Mm-hmm. And it shows just looking at lap times themselves. Yeah. And it's fun. You know, I don't belong anywhere near Tom O'Gorman. But I was, you know, had a few laughs where I was racing with him. And it was for me, it was a lot of fun.
0: So I'm going to rain on your parade. Was it Tom O'Gorman's car you were racing?
2: That may have been Tom O'Gorman's car I was racing. Was he not in the car?
0: Andy Smedegaard was driving Tom's car. Tom was was driving Andy Smedegaard's car and set the (laughs) GLTC (laughs) lap record in that race. (laughs) Which well, e- in either case, super frustrating. Andy's,
2: yeah, Andy's a much better driver than I am as well, and yeah. in a much better car. Yeah. So that, that's interesting. I didn't know that. So like, Tom set that it was a thirty-four-seven. That was on uh, Hoosiers it's, in it's, Andy's car,
0: and and that track was not the best track we had all weekend. I mean, that was all the after the rain, all the goo and oil yeah. and rubber came up. I mean, that was, and it's super. Uh, super debilitating to come out of keyhole next to Andy's car with Tom driving and actually pull on Tom O'Gorman all the way down the back straight and to actually get in front of him going into the braking zone and absolutely realizing that he is going to destroy me in the braking zone going into China Beach because I've oh, yeah. seen Andy Smedegaard break in that car and he is a full two markers farther down than I did. And so coming into the, the braking zone, I saw Tom go right present. I just stayed in my lane, hit my marks and he just blew by me going through the braking zone and down to the <laughs> apex of China beach.
2: But yeah, when you're in that situation, you know, you can race around those guys and trust them. You know what they're going to do. Yes you don't have any concern about it. Yeah.
0: Um, lessons learned, things that you uh you kind of realized or good experiences for you this weekend?
2: Uh I I've, I've been working to kind of put that weekend in some kind of you know box, try to take something away from it. Realize that the field is extremely competitive, especially at these bigger events and, you know, coming off a smaller event like Audubon, I was feeling super pumped. Yeah. Going to attack. I'm just going to go, you know, do great. And then you kind of get set back. Um, obviously I'm still working on my car. I'm still working on myself. Um, so I definitely see that there's improvement needed. And that's the fun part. You know, how do I, what's my solution to this go fast problem. Um, and definitely got to do something about that windshield. <laughs> Top, top of the list Let's yeah. fix the uh, fog.
0: Yeah, it's going to rain again. You <laughs> you yeah. can plan on it.
2: Yeah. I think we've I've seen rain in every event that I've run this year, so yeah, that's going to be a top priority.
0: Coming into these weekends, what's what's your goal? Um now you know, like mid-Ohio, you hadn't been there. Other tracks you have been there. It's I I find it difficult to like set goals in race weekends, but what's what do you try to do like coming into a weekend?
2: If I just drew a line in the sand and made a goal, it's always to be in the top half of the field, like in terms of my performance overall and you know, on the grid um, mostly I want to drive around other drivers and have them be comfortable with that. And, respect that i'm not going to do something crazy out there yeah so it's always be, be a clean driver first and foremost and have fun and then you know work to be in the top half of the field really that's what i work for
0: true that keeps getting harder and harder man
2: <laughs> yeah it, it it does but you know when i like race one i started 30th and finished 19th when those kind of things happen
0: yeah
2: you know I know there's yeah, areas for me to do. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I just got, got to maximize my own performance, get the car right, and then work, racecraft and do what I'm supposed to do.
0: Now, this is going to come out after Heartland. Are you going to Heartland Park?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I've got the car prepped. Uh, everything's ready to turn around. I've got it going this past weekend. So I'm going out to Heartland, uh, leaving Thursday night.
0: And have you ever driven there?
2: No. No, no, another track this year. I haven't been to.
0: Okay. So same goal, top half.
2: Yeah. Uh, top half. Um, it's so fluid, just not knowing who's going to be there. I mean, you could have a pack field or not. So, um, yeah, top half, go learn some more, try to make right now. I'm looking to make improvements on the car. It's not really where I want it to be. Okay. So I've made, made some setup adjustments this past weekend. So Alignment, tire
0: pressure stuff.
2: Yeah, alignment, uh, working pressures. I was getting some temperature data from uh, uh, Mid Ohio. So, trying to make some adjustments there and see an improvement based off of people I race around. Because I can gauge up you, I can gauge up other guys that I race with each week. Like, I know when you race, you know, you're at a racetrack and you set up a particular time, I should be close to that. Like, I think I can gauge myself fairly well off of those other other drivers out there sure so that, that's what i'll do again this this coming weekend at heartland
0: nice well the next one for us is midwest fest so we'll be uh we'll be watching heartland intently like like always trying to see what happens so good luck there um no no touchy touchy and uh good good luck on your starts and your qualifying
2: i appreciate it that's that's definitely an area where i need to pick up as qualifying i think i've struggled every race this year to qualify because i always kind of work my way up through the field on a weekend um same. through luck and uh, opportunity but yeah qualifying is going to be top of my list
0: same yeah i uh i've never had a time attack mentality and it's super helpful in qualifying <laughs> <laughs> yeah i feel
2: like my strength is more lap consistency rather than lap set my pants on fire yeah same yep. okay uh we having a broadcast for heartland
0: that's actually a great question i assume so yeah but i so, don't know question mark there yeah yep. so um anybody you need want to uh say hi to you want to say hi to your mom uh, social links shout outs anything like that
2: yeah. Well, my wife, my, she thinks I'm crazy, I think, uh, but she loves me for it. So I appreciate her letting me go out and play with all the other drivers and GLTC, um, link. If you want to follow, if you're not familiar with the team, uh, at BF motorsports 24 on Insta- Instagram. So you can follow us there. Uh, obviously Acuity's kind of jumped on board and helped me out with some stuff this year. Uh, super cool gang, uh, super cool products if you have honda or acuras they're they're great so
0: yeah the livery, thanks to those. The livery with the side skirts and that air dam looks sick
2: <laughs> yeah if, if i raced as well as the car looked uh yeah we'd be doing okay so, so thanks to acuity thanks to my wife um matt uh my teammate has really helped he drives the car we split some time uh but he's really helped development of the car so i really appreciate him and his wife katie and the time that they've spent to help out uh, the race car program so big shout out to those guys
0: nice Yep. and we are at track walking podcast on instagram and facebook and um yeah going to be posting there a little bit less but we'll still be updating it and whatnot um i think now that seth is an admin on facebook
1: sure I don't think I got that request. Uh, I, I don't know what happened. Liar. You have to send another one. Liar. <laughs> Before we go, can I, can I give like a, like a 10 second thing to note that there was yeah, like fifth, like 15 Sunday cup cars oh. doing, I, I think there was a, an yeah. absurd number of these little bright colored jelly beans doing track things all weekend. And it was amazing and made my heart three sizes bigger. And it was a. Phenomenal.
0: And by far the most diverse field Sunday Cup has ever seen. They had, of course, the requisite first and second gen fits. They had a fleet of Mazda 2 show up. They had a Fiesta. They had a Festiva. They had a Rio. And I feel like I'm missing something else.
2: I I would say of all the cool things in a Gridlife event weekend... And I have very little time between races but I will make time to watch Sunday Cup. It's so good. It's yes, yeah, some some of the best on track that you'll see.
0: It's so good. If and I'll I'll say this on record, if I'm ever not racing GLTc, you will see me in Sunday Cup 120%. <laughs>
2: Those guys have so much fun.
0: Yeah. So much fun so little maintenance. You just yeah. Get in and go. Becky did a beginner weekend at Mid-Ohio. It was the first time we both have been actively driving the same weekend. Thankfully, our good friend Tim Miller was there uh, helping because that would have been a handful. And uh, Becky did really well. Um, She got 1.2 degrees of front camber before the weekend um, as opposed to her zero before. And um, uh, another Mazda 2 guy gifted her a rear sway bar for the last day. And she ended up um, running a time that would have netted her not last place in Sunday Cup. And she is on very old tires um, that have seen a one lap of America along with a significant amount of highway and wet driving duty. And stock suspension and not a great alignment, et cetera, et cetera. I'll, I'll make all the excuses, all the racer excuses for her. <laughs> but um, but the amount of time that she was able to get down and seeing her beam and be super confident
1: was pretty awesome. So is she uh, is she mentally getting ready to be a Sunday cupper as time goes on? She
0: keeps she likes to keep that under her hat a little bit. But she is talking next year. She might do one or two Sunday Cup things. All right.
1: Cool. I just had to talk about it because it was which, amazing. So, yeah. I am very excited about
0: I, oh God, she's. I just. I want to go drive it. And it's her car. And I have to respect that. But I just want to get in that <laughs> driver's seat and go do it.
1: You will love it. I still love Mastatuce. Love, love, I love Massachusetts So much. I know.
0: And she offered to let me drive it on track on sunday and i was just so tired at that point <laughs> just like no go on without me all right well i'll do the uh the outro stuff here but um yeah dustin thanks for coming on man short notice too
2: oh yeah scott thanks for having me on it was, it was fun
0: you got it well for the three of us i'm scott i'm seth and i'm dustin we're truck rocking we'll see you next week